Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show where we talk all things personal branding. As you know, this uh, web, web uh, podcast is all about inspiring you to set up your business under yourname.com because we know that people buy from people and they buy from people who they know, who they like and who they trust. And today's is, is a very special episode because I'm not going to be doing so much of the talking today, uh, but I have a very, very, very special guest who understands intimately the whole personal branding concept and what makes you unique and how you bring your best self to the world. Uh, so today it's our very special guest. He is an expert in unlocking business master, uh, business artistry. He helps senior executives, he helps experts, entrepreneurs unleash their creativity and design collaborative cultures that foster true innovation. He is a, a keynote speaker. Uh, he does things like event theme weaving where he does live performance and event experience design. Uh, he also mentors experts uh, executives and entrepreneurs in unleashing their own business artistry and he works with uh, teams in terms of strategic offside and executive team workshop facilitation type programs. Uh, our guest is based in Melbourne but he travels all over Australia and if not globally but he works particularly in some a couple of really exciting and emerging fields which are called artisan thinking and cultural architecture. Uh, he is on a passionate crusade to liberate us from limiting beliefs, outdated ideologies and archaic work environments that stifle creativity, suffocate collaboration and hinder true innovation. He has worked with some of the most uh, some leading organisations in Australia, including places like uh, Tennis Australia, Red Cross, World Vision, uh, the City of Melbourne and uh, Melbourne Fashion Week. He, he is a creative genius and I am so excited to have our very best, our very, well, very, um, our very welcome guest, got my words tied up, uh, Mr. Michael Dixon. Jane, wow. That was a mon <laughs> monumental introduction. We got that. Uh, well thank done. Uh, well, that's it. That's all we got time for this okay, show, so right. thank you so much. <laughs> our, our time's up. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's before Michael and I came on here, I said, geez, I feel like um, I'm going on, going into a hairdresser with dirty hair going in front of Michael Dixon. He, this guy oh, is an extraordinary uh, creative genius. So, Michael... You know, you're just doing such extraordinary work, and I, but people love to hear it from you. So, can you tell us a bit about the type of work that you're doing? Who do you help, and and how do you make this all work? It's just incredible. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to get process that intro that you just gave me. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, very much aligned with the work that you do, Jane, and very honoured to be here because I, like you, believe in the power of brand you. Um, and I think that we're definitely entering a time where it is vital that we step into that 
own that and amplify that. <clears throat> so I help yeah, independent consultants, solo entrepreneurs, uh, other thought leaders or, or organizations essentially unlock their full self-expression. Mm-hmm. I like to call it authentic X factor. Um, mm-hmm. But really just getting, getting as close to your truth as you can, pulling anything that, that might be in the way and just standing in that and expressing that because that's, uh, it just sets you apart in any field, whether you're looking to progress internally in an organization or whether you're running your own business or practice. It's just the surest, fastest way for you getting noticed and getting more, having more impact and more influence and more income mm. is if you are just 100% you. Yeah. Mm. And Michael, like when you're working with people, what are the problems that you see that they're having that you you realize that that they're not fully self-expressed and that's what what the actual issue is? How how would someone know that that's the problem that they've got? What would be happening? It's difficult because of uh, the culture that we were all born into. We're lucky enough to be in this country and, ta- and you know, growing up in the first world, all these opportunities, but a large percentage of our education and, and this um, industrialization mindset has really, it's blocked, it's turned us all into parrots and it's, um, we have a favor for fitting in mm. as opposed to trusting our own truth and, and stepping into that. So the biggest thing I think is, is giving people permission and reminding them it's not so much about becoming something else. It's a return to who they were before they went to school, before they went to uni and got a job. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a return as a, before you progress. Wow, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. It's a, a return. Mm. So, so the work you do is kind of you almost go back to when when were they really that true self mm-hmm. and how do we get that to come to life again? Would that be exactly. right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like a regression type of thing. It's no. not therapy. But, but I mean, look at any child at two or three. They're just having the time of their lives. They're fully yeah. self-expressed. They're exploring. They're curious. They're creative. Uh, imagination is running wild. There are no boundaries, but they're going to find them, you know, and that's we – get too safe the older we get and we get really scared because we make a few stories up along the way. We have different things happen to us and it's really about just creating that space for yourself to to remember, wow, maybe maybe there was something else that I used to do. Maybe there was something else that I used to love. Maybe there's something else to me that I've been suppressing or limiting unknowingly um, as I you know try not to get kicked out of the tribe as I grow older and older. So it sounds like almost like sometimes we hit that wall in whether it's our our work or in our businesses and things like that where we kind of go, is this all there is? Like I'm on this treadmill of paying bills and Mm. mortgages and (laughs) life and is that sometimes one of the challenges that people come to you with as well? Like they go, I think there's more to me here but I'm just on this treadmill of life and Mm. It kind of feels like that's it. It's like, is there any more more, more fulfilling mm. than this? And, mm-hmm. and where to begin? Yeah, right. Like recognizing that, recognizing that is actually a wonderful um, beginning. Mm. It's it's the start of something, but okay. then the next block is really like, well, where do I start? What do I do with this? Mm. And mm. Michael, your story itself is quite interesting. Are you? Would you be happy to share with us what? led you to doing this work because you've mm. had an extraordinary career and background before you 
started this journey under mm. yourname.com too? What contributed to taking this path? I would have to give a lot of cred to my parents. Both of them are um, consultants and, and running their own business and independent mm. facilitators. So that that was always running in the background, but they were also incredibly supportive of my own creative, uh, my creativity and right. self-expression. So I was a musician by trade. I left school early, studied a little bit at jazz school, but then quit that. And I've traveled a lot. I've spent a lot of time overseas. I've, I made my money through my art. Mm-hmm. So I never really had real jobs. I never worked in an office. And I just followed and trusted that, I don't know, that, that it would all turn out. Mm. But it didn't like I like I didn't I wanted a million dollar record deal and I didn't get one. Right. Um, but along the way, I, I realized that that I never really wanted it in the first place. And what I really wanted was to help uh, unlock people and their self expression, which was actually a mirror because I was tr- trying to unlock it in mine. I'm getting a little mm. bit deep here. I hope yeah, mm. it's not no, going off topic. No. It's really funny how you see things how things mirror. So mm. going back, I mean, we were talking about childhood before, so I guess it's in the front of my mind. But mm. I remember I was a kid and there was a few things that happened to me in school where, you know, they had an anti-dico club, a bunch of kids. I still remember their names that did it. And they were just kids being kids, right? Oh, but wow. stuff like that showed up throughout my life. And then I found myself later running events and, and putting on live parties and with cross-cultural stuff with arts and music and dance and all of it was designed to try to make people feel safe enough to express who they are. But underneath that was I wanted a space safe enough for me to express who I was, Mm. you know, so there was this real duality there. Mm. And, yeah, I just, I I feel really, really grateful and I'm not sure who but I think that that's also part of why I've ended up where I am Mm. is that – I just feel really blessed that I somehow retained that spirit of abundance and the spirit of creativity and, and trusted it rather than giving it away. Mm. And now I just want everybody to feel like that. Well, I think one of the best examples I've seen of that, how you've helped someone is if you want to check out, for those listening, you want to check out Dr. Jason Fox's video mm. on his website at the moment and it's on his uh so dr jason jason fox's um his new book quest is out at the moment and michael has helped him create his video that captures really who who jason is and i think that that video just you know if that was you know to capture the essence of the work that you do and how you've mm. helped someone come to life Mm. Um, and you've created that space for someone. I think what the work that you've recently done with with Dr. Jason Fox is just incredible. So congratulations. It's just mm. beautiful. He was an amazing uh, guy to work with. Was he? One, because his brand is like his baby. He yeah. is so, so good at it yeah. and he guards it like a newborn. Right. And it was quite – it was a privilege and honour and – Somewhat terrifying momentarily <laughs> to think, okay, he's trusting me with this. But, but even him, this is a really important point I think is even he was so close to his work that he found it, he knew that he was maybe playing it a bit safe. He knew what right. worked for him. He knew what was, you know, he knew how to work it in his way but he couldn't quite see well, what could take him to the next level right. and having someone else that he trusted but that had an eye for it. Um, they could come in and say, okay, dude, this is what 
this is what I want to see from you. And I'm pretty sure this is what a lot of people want to see from you. And it might be difficult for you to feel straight up, but just go with it. And he did. Mm. And when he first saw that video, I think he was a little like, oh, no, this is too much about me. Oh, I, mm. I don't yeah, think I can cope with this. He's so humble. He's so <laughs> humble, so modest. But mm. we love him so much. We want to know more about him. And, and knowing his why, which is such an important point for all your listeners, I think, mm. is not be afraid to share your why. Mm. And in a really authentic way, in a way that you maybe think other people won't be interested in, yes. um, not, not in a self-indulgent way where you just pour your heart out about you, 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 but if you can find a way or find someone that can help you share the, the really authentic, vulnerable you and why you do what you do, it's very magnetic. Mm. It's, it draws you in and um, it just turns followers to fans, you know? Yeah, it, it does. And I think there are a few moments in Jason's video that it's the incredible attention to detail I think mm. that you've worked with him on as well. I think the few moments that I love in that video where he's sitting and um, on the chair and he's writing in his book and he's squirming like he's mm. moving, like it's bothering him. Exactly. <laughs> that he has to you know, he's frustrated and trying to get his head around whatever he's thinking about in that moment because that's what's keeping him up. And um, and I think, but there's other things in that video that, kept, and they're just little things. There's one, my favourite little spot in that video. There's that with Jason really grappling with what he's trying to get his, articulate whatever the problem is. And then the other moment is when he's on his skateboard mm. and the tail of his jacket mm -hmm. just um flicks up like it's, yeah. it's just magic it, like it's just the littlest thing but i went oh look at that when you when it, that you know for you to find those things it's all the it's all those little things that add up but gee you know a lot of i thought looked at that moment and i went yeah i think someone without that level of expertise would have not seen that opportunity to do that but you know that and that's who jason is that mm. flying you know the the flying jacket on the skateboard it's yep fantastic. pioneer yeah, that is pioneer. it is that is thrilling to hear and at the same time it's no surprise that you found all those things because you're the master you are the undisputed master of branding but it would yeah. but that's so wonderful to hear because um there really was a lot that went into that into yes. all the tiny details and there's the sequence and and the flow and it's great. I'm so great. I'm so glad that you got all of that. <laughs> it was like watching, um, you know, it's like playing tennis, like you've with one of those tennis ball machines with the balls coming at you really <laughs> quick and you're trying to catch them. I felt like that watching the video. I was like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> it was just fantastic. So anyway, for those who haven't seen it, make sure you go and check out Michael's work that, that, that he's done with Jason Fox. It is just just magnificent and it's just beautiful. Mm, thank so, you. So I find that, um, uh, Michael, for some of the people, now you, if we think about your name, like this is a really, I think it's quite interesting having you on the show with your name because the the show's about yourname.com and what makes, mm. you know, you are what makes everything unique and different and differentiates you in your market. Now, in your case, yourname.com, your name is spelt 
M-Y-K-E-L. Mm-hmm. And um, are you happy to share with us a bit about, you know, what what that's meant for you having a different spelt name? I know this sounds like a really... No, no, no. <laughs> it sounds like Great. a really, you know, basic question, but but I think it's really important because your name is such a key part of your messaging and your branding. Mm. It's, it's, and it's a gateway. That, I mean, it's not a simple mm. question. So for your wonderful listeners, I'll let them in on a truth which would be very relevant for them. But uh, when I was in high school, my name, I was born with the spelling of my name the normal way, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, and I mm-hmm. shouldn't say normal, just that was the, no- that was the spelling. Mm. Um, but in high school, I liked symmetry and I used to just five letters, five letters in Dixon, D-I-X-O-N, five letters in Michael, M-Y-K-E-L, and I'd play around with stuff. And I would do this constantly. I was always drawing things and 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 mucking things up and rearranging <laughs> them. And being a musician and thinking about bands and how do you stand out and, and all of these things and you've got your Madonna or you've got um, – most movie stars have changed their name or your Mark Anthony's and whatever. You get two first names. I remember figuring that out when I was in high school. I was like, ah, oh, that's what they do. Mm. And uh, it's, it's – uh, like the great Matt Church, you know, he, he says um, superficial is anything but in this mm. game. Yeah. And there's a lot of thought that goes behind it. And I just kind of thought, well, this was before the big dot-com boom too. And I mm. thought this is probably going to – Michael Dixon spelt a normal way. It just isn't rock star. It's just not going <laughs> to stand out in any way. Yeah. And so I changed it. And then the big, you know, the internet started going bananas and social media came out. And it was great for me because I could get all of my handles. I could get the website.com easily. And it was positioned really well. Sure, in the beginning, I copped a lot of flack from friends and not so much family, but just people that were close to me that couldn't understand why I wanted to do it and, you know, had all kinds of opinions about it, which, you know, I I find that quite hilarious to – and another important point is that generally it's the people that are closest to you that have the hardest time when you try to brand yourself, when you try to be, you know, the fullest expression of who you are. So, it's, mm. it can be a real nightmare. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's just it's really important to get something unique and mm. particularly a .com and particularly your name.com. It just it inspires and informs everything you do. So, I can't recommend it highly enough. Mm. And... Um, Michael, when uh, you talk, you started to sort of touch on some of the challenges there, perhaps around you know the mm. people around you. Um, before, so you'd always had MichaelDixon.com. You had you always run your business under that name. Uh, I'd have band, diff- lots of different bands. Yeah, okay. there was. This actually ties into the that last point as well, I guess. I, I still had a hard time. I would always start the bands. I would always write all the songs. I'd book all the gigs. I'd run the money. I'd do the whole thing. But I just couldn't be that leader. I couldn't own that. Right. So I would eventually call it Michael Dixon and something okay. and then over time drop the Michael Dixon and just have the band name and it, like it would be starting a business Okay. Um, and not having myname.com. But then I'd get lost in there and then it just got confusing and it – it was just because I was afraid to own myself, essentially, and wow. and what other people thought of me that mm-hmm. was standing in the way. Mm-hmm. But there was a real mixed message there because most of the, after a lot of gigs for many, many years, people would come up and say, dude, what are you doing? Why don't you just call it your name? I mean, everyone knows it's your thing. Everyone, that's why we're here. What, why do you bother with a band right. or a business? You know, just go for it. But I, I couldn't at that time. 
just didn't have the confidence to do that. Yeah. So I can imagine that would be the same for a lot of people out there. Yeah, I, th- I find, um, you know, when I'm talking to people, and I don't know if you find this or particularly in the um, music industry I'm, I'm not as familiar with, but I find that um, but we've got a couple of challenges. Is the tall poppy in Australia where, mm. uh, you know, it's not cool to stand mm-hmm. out and say, you know, mm. look at me, can we? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but there's also that challenge of you know not making things about myself i don't want to look like mm. i'm i'm cocky and arrogant or a know-all mm. or anything like that and so and i did it myself which is why i'm so passionate about it because when i first did my had my first business um my business was a different name and i i didn't want to be the center of attention i didn't want to be you know, I, I wanted the products and the services to speak for themselves and I just happened to deliver them. But I made the mistake that every time I tried to bring in contractors or other people, probably a bit like you with the bands, everyone just wanted to just deal with me. Mm. And I really grappled with that for some time and until, like you said, the confidence to kind of go, all right, well, um, okay, well, looks like this is what people want, so mm. I'll, I'll do it. But... Um, you know, it's. Was there anything that you did, or was there a point where you realised that, yeah, okay, that's. I have to now. I can see that it's actually not about me. It's about my customers and my clients, and that's what mm. they connect with. Did you have a moment where you realised that? I think, um, yeah, but also I think I needed the right people to tell me and remind me yeah, that. Okay. I think the val- there's so much value in uh, finding a mentor or mm-hmm. finding a community that can that stands for you and that can see what's possible for you beyond your own comprehension mm-hmm. or what you can see for yourself because mm-hmm. if that if I had have had that sooner I think I would have uh, changed it and stand and stood in it sooner. Right. Um but, you know, when you're out there on your own and you're battling with this and it's trying to tough. figure it out, it's really tough. Yeah. And this, yeah, like you said, the tall poppy thing, it's debilitating. Mm. Especially when it's often near your own family. <laughs> it is. It, it's crazy. That's yeah. that's what that before we were talking about. The people closest to you end up being um, the biggest roadblocks. It's yes. really tough. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's hard because they come from a place of care. They don't want to mm-hmm. see you hurt and you grapple with trying to listen to them versus know what you're trying to, to do. But, exactly. You know, their heart's in the right place. but Yeah, so. exactly. So, Michael, um, uh, really keen to hear about what you're doing for over the next 12 to 18 months. You've written this incredible um, black paper for anyone mm-hmm. that wants to go out and jump on M- Michael's website um, and he'll talk a bit about that in a minute. But you've written this beautiful black paper and I sent it to a number of people because it's just even the – uh, how you turn a white paper into a black paper, paper in a work of art is beyond me. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Um, the work you're doing is incredible. So tell us about, you know, you've come from where you have and now this incredible work you're doing right now, where are you, what are your plans for the next 12 to 18 months? I have a book coming out in the next month mm-hmm. called Just Do Something and just it's do something. Just Do Something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guidebook from turning dreamers into makers, mm. which is very much aligned with what we're talking about. It's mm. it's about unlocking your creative process as a way to step into your truth and, and start designing a life that better reflects who you are and who you want to be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll launch that and then from the launch of that book, I'll then do a monthly meetup down here in Melbourne, which I might extend up into Sydney. I'm really looking forward to getting some some very renowned uh, leading artisan thinkers, so some musicians, some dancers, some oh, wow. uh, chefs and uh, interior designers and a whole bunch of a different guests every month <clears throat> to share their insights and, and run through a bunch of stuff in how we can apply apply mindsets, behaviors, principles from the arts into our life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, I can just see this more and more the way that we're all creators now. We all have mm. to be content creators, particularly in brand new stuff. Mm. And uh, you want to be creative <laughs> if, yes. you, if your stuff is not, if it's not creative and it's not congruent with who you are and you're not sharing it with conviction, then, you know, you just be one of the many beige, off-white, yeah. nuff-nuff, you know, things and you just won't, won't find a success that you deserve. Yes. So that, continue to do that mm-hmm. and um, that book was actually born out of a, th- this process myself. I ended up in Cambodia um, randomly a few years ago. I bought a bar on a beach. I built a guest house and a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. I did a bunch of cool stuff. But the, the third year that I was there, I built a geodesic dome in the jungle and it was to determine whether or not I would continue with a creative life or not. I needed to know and I explored with lots of different processes, one of which was just to ship something every day. So when I came back to Melbourne, I wrote a song a week for 50 weeks and then I, the next year I did a spoken word piece every week for 50 weeks. I put them up online. Then I got into a quicker cadence where I wrote this book in 50 days and then I re- uh, recently finished another one project called Someone, which is a book about love in 50 days. I want to do three more of these this year. Wow. So it's creating, it's creating something every day for 50 days and uh, people have been joining me on this quest and it's been blowing me away. So wow. I've had people that are redecorating a different space in their home every day for 50 days. Um, <laughs> I've had people that are cooking a different locally sourced organic vegan meal every day for 50 days. Just wow. different ways of exploring your creativity and imagination and applying that to your life and the results that they're getting and I know that I personally have got mm-hmm. are transformational. It's wow. just awesome stuff, yeah. Wow, that sounds incredible. Um, mm. It would be um, wonderful to hear uh, and if, even some of those people that are doing it, Michael, are you capturing their stories or case studies and things like that along yep. the way as well? Absolutely. Yeah, cool, great. So we can hear more about that. Yeah. Cool. So um, if we, if our listeners who would love some of your time and to be able to work with you perhaps on their own creativity, mm-hmm. if they want to um, get in touch with you, what's the best way for people to find you? Website or social media accounts, michaeldixon.com, M-Y-K-E-L-D-I-X-O-N.com. Same name for all the handles or michael at michaeldixon.com is the email. Punch through something, check out the site, connect. I'd love to love to hang out and see what you guys are up to. And, and if there's alliance, uh, you know, alignment between us and, um, yeah, looks like we could do something creative together. I'd love to, love to work with some of your peeps, Jane. Cool. Well, he's kind of been like a bit of a, a um, 
what would you say, a bit of a dark horse, I think, Michael. You've, you know, <laughs> you've been sort of working away there and all your pieces and now it's all coming to life. So, um, and I think, you know, just being able to see some of the pieces of work you're doing lately, you know, particularly your book and uh, the work with Dr. Jason Fox and, and your blogs and the work that you're doing is just phenomenal. And I think for the future of work, uh, one of the things I talk a lot about is the future of work and and if there's going to be, any people who survive mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in this world are those people who can, uh, you know, by 2020, 50% of the workforce are going to be self-employed is, yep. is one that we talk about. Yep. But for those organisations, I think if we look at the age of disruption and organisations that have got um, out working with clients at the moment, you know, those those organisations are ripe for um Commoditization. If mm. then there's when there's commoditization means that we've been in a, like toothpaste on the supermarket shelf, mm. and you know people go, I don't know which one to buy, so I just buy the one that's on special. Mm. So we're just going to end up in this world of beige, and mm. your uniqueness comes from your um, from your artisan thinking and your creativity, and that's mm. certainly the edge uh, for the future. Mm. So, Couldn't agree more. So I'm in love with your work. I just think it's extraordinary. So keep up your amazing work and um, and we'll have to have you back and, and find out how you're traveling. And um, But for those out there, check out Michael's work. Make sure you connect with him on LinkedIn. Um, he writes fantastic blogs. And if you're in corporate world, you can check out what he's doing and he can work with your teams as well. Um, so uh, that concludes our podcast for this week. If you would like to keep in touch with me, you are very welcome to. Um, you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I also have the uh, Connect book, which is my Leverage Your LinkedIn profile uh, for business growth and lead generation in less than seven minutes a day. So you can jump on the website, jane-anderson.com and uh, download it there. You can also get it on Amazon uh, and, and on Kindle too. And equally, if you would like to purchase my impact book, the impact book is available on all those spots and impact is how to build your personal brand in the connection economy. I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to connect on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, I'd love to hear what you got out of the podcast today and make sure you connect with Michael. So have a fantastic rest of the week. 